0: to episode 96 of the metabulous 2 podcast which features myself Ben and David and uh, <laughs> this week on our fabulous 96th podcast we will be discussing the demons oh demons of the punjab
1: yeah yes so a little bit of a departure from last week or actually the last two weeks i think really pretty good story from my standpoint
0: uh, yeah, I think across the board it was, it was generously okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So do you think it, uh, dealt with partition well, I guess?
0: Well, hmm. so I don't actually know much about partition. Hmm. I mean, partitions kind of, I mean, I probably know more about it than you do. Probably do. Yeah. Um, cause I would be surprised if any Americans have any clue about partition, uh, because you know why should you really i mean it's 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 only well if you're uh, if you have indian
1: ancestry or indian immigrant family i was, you, you would I, but, was, uh, I was just about to become all sarcastic um oh <laughs> 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 but generally yeah 1947 what is it august 17th 1947 just is not uh yeah. not a date that is going to stand out for most Americans. Yeah, you
0: were too busy celebrating the end of the war and starting to think about how to get involved in the Korean War at that point. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Well, interesting that it happened so shortly after the end of the Second World War. Well, I think what you'll find,
0: I think, I think what you'll find um <laughs> is is that a lot of independence movements and general eruptions in I mean again, you know, America didn't well, of course apart from the Philippines. Um, America didn't really have any colonies, so you, you know you are a bit late. Well, for getting, we we had colonies. Hawaii. That's true, which you still have, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, I mean, you know, so Southeast Asia: the French in Viet, the French in Vietnam, in French Indochina, mm-hmm. which of course leads to the Vietnam War. All the countries in Africa, North Africa: mm-hmm. the French in Algeria, right. um, uh, the British in India, you know, the Greek Civil War in in Greece, which is a direct. Uh, you know, consequence of the Second World War, um, all the eruptions that would eventually, you know, uh, all the uh, uh, the kind of settling of the scores in Yugoslavia. Um, mm-hmm. What I think one found at the end of the Second World War is that all of the partisan resistance movements that the Allies had supported uh, throughout the Second World War then kind of turned around and said, hang on. You know, we were fighting for the independence of our country from the Japanese or the Germans. Why should we then continue to submit to your dominance, you colonial right. country? So, I mean, I think, you know, in some ways that's the kind of backstory of the independence of India. I think the other thing about Indian independence and partition is that, you know, the British were like, oh, OK, well, if you want to be independent, then you can be. And, you know, what we're going to do as part of making you independent, is we're gonna try and wreck your country at the same time. That serves you right for not wanting us anymore. So it was kind of a selfish, you know, kind of like, well, if, if you don't want us, then no one- Nobody can have you. No right. one can have you. Ha <laughs> ha! Right. And we're going. That's basically partition.
1: I wonder how much of partition of India or just Indian independence was driven by the the financial toll that the Second World War took on Britain as its as a empire. Oh yeah, well absolutely. I mean I think you know the became expensive even more expensive to yeah, Suez, maintain yeah. control.
0: Well I mean it was the cliche about World War Two is there's one um there's one villain in World War Two, um which is Germany. There's there's one uh there's one hero, which is Britain. Um there's one country that sacrificed everything, which is the Soviet Union, and there was one winner which was the United States, um, mm-hmm. and you know, basically, World War Two kind of bankrupted Britain, mainly, as I understand it, through the uh, the need to repay the United States for all the stuff you, inverted commas, lent us. <laughs> um and then decided oh actually no we weren't lending it to you you've got to pay for all those tanks now mm. um that's what bankrupted britain was 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 paying the money back to the united states <laughs> and of course at that time america you know, firmly believed that it didn't have any colonies and colonialism right. was an evil thing and to bankrupt britain and break up its empire was you know only a good thing because you know these people were yearning to be free across the world from the yoke of mm-hmm. the evil brits um and uh, that's exactly what happened so that's partition. That's my that's my take on partition. <laughs> that's the that's the. Uh... But it was horrible. I mean, it was absolutely horrible. I mean, th- hundreds of thousands of people died. It was absolutely awful.
1: Well, I think by concentrating just on this family or these two families, uh, they really drove home how horrible it was that yeah. Manish and Prem were at opposite sides, and despite the doctor's uh, moving uh, celebratory wedding celebratory uh, address. Uh, Love was not the most powerful weapon. Prem, w- Prem was shot <laughs> by a real weapon. Yeah, yeah, by and, an actual gun. And, yeah. and just a little bit of research or a little bit of, of stuff I've understood that Prem is Hindi or Sanskrit, and I'm not sure which, but for love. So it was Vinay Patel's uh, writing in this, even with the title, just the multiple themes that he had going through this, it was, it's a very masterly written piece of work. There's a lot of threads and a lot of themes that tie or go together, just the yeah. demons are the demons these uh, Thajarlian former assassins or are the demons the frenzied mob of angry men that cost premise life and millions of others and tens of millions displaced due to the partition? Exactly. Yeah, no, it's
0: a nicely subtle piece. I mean, it's, you know, again, I was fearing that um, uh, <clears> the <throat> similar kind of fear that I would had with uh, the Rosa Parks episode that, you know, they'd really... They, take, they do this wrong, mm-hmm. um, especially since it was obviously there were aliens involved. Um, right. But, you know, obviously, uh, to, to pull out the kind of obvious lesson, the demons of the Punjab were not the demons of the Punjab. Right. Uh, <laughs> the demons of yeah. the Punjab were, was the hatred between, between Hindu and Muslim um, mm-hmm. fostered by partition Ah.
1: Right. Yes. But one thing about this series, series eleven here, we're we're seeing a very different side of the doctor or maybe we're we're seeing the side of the doctor back from the Hartnell days of you can't change one line of history kind of with the Aztecs and Barbara. I was thinking where, about that
0: as well. The you can't change history, not one line exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
1: where we have the doctor flat out telling Yaz, in order for you to live, Prem must die, which is pretty pretty heavy. <laughs> for yeah, and that, your travelling companion I mean that doesn't
0: happen very often. I mean, I was also thinking about father's day mm. you know where we we have an episode you know right. never to repeat it, where never to be repeated i e you know the 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 conceptual structure of the episode is never repeated. Um, right. you know, we never see the um, whatever those Revers, things those Reapers, time reverse Re- yeah. ever again, and you know we never really do that kind of time travel paradox episode. Um, mm-hmm. And this 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 was similar. I mean, we we never get hardcore time travel episodes where you know this person must die otherwise you cannot live. Kind right. of time travel. Um, though I did find that kind of confusing because unless I missed it, and I might have missed it. What is the explanation of, of Yaz's grandmother not remembering Yaz at her own wedding?
1: Uh, maybe just so implausible that it just doesn't register. It's it's hard to remember a face that happened what partition was 60 years ago. It's true, but I mean... 70 I mean, years ago. I mean,
0: I, I remember my wedding, mm-hmm. even though it was, you know, getting on for 25 years ago. Right. Because it's a day you tend to remember. I mean, let's face it. Right. Um, and especially if, like, an English bloke and an <laughs> Indian woman And then what seemed to be An African turned up Along with a woman wearing a long Grey coat and a stripy shirt if they, Who claimed
1: to be a doctor Yeah, With, with blonde <laughs> hair turned right. up
0: in your village hmm. uh, I don't know I kind of would remember that But maybe uh, maybe she just could well, be
1: forgotten Or maybe, maybe uh, and Nana n- whoa, whoa, whoa. Nana umbreen does remember it And that is why Yaz yeah. is her favorite Granddaughter Maybe, maybe her Uh Grandma knows more than she lets on, and it's a timey-wimey type, <laughs> type plot right. where Nana Umbreem actually knows that Yaz was there. That's why she gives the watch, which triggers Yaz to visit in the first place. It's a time paradox. I like that. Did you just make that up? I just thought of that. Yeah. Whoa, you're good. You should. You know what you
0: should do. You should have your own podcast about Doctor Who. I think we'll start one. Okay, time. let's start. <laughs> let's start one. That's good. No. Okay. All right. I I will buy that. I will buy mm-hmm. the, the the. I think
1: that is why. Yeah, that is yeah. why Yaz is uh, rather than Sonia is uh, Nana Nan Nani or Nani grandma Umbream's uh, favorite granddaughter
0: I, I'm I am totally sold on, on that explanation and I take my criticism back completely that is what <laughs> happened in the show
1: yep okay good, yeah. good. settled settled is that, so the, the fans have settled it yep but just touching on the earlier thing we as fans are being asked to accept a lot of passivity from the doctor or acceptance of horrible history or of injustice. The doctor sits still when we have the racist incidents on the bus. That's the catalyst for Rosa Parks. Right. And then she literally turns her back on murder. Prem must die for Yaz to exist for that fork of history to exist because a universe without Yaz is unthinkable. Yes. So it's a very different doctor that doesn't get involved and try to right wrongs. And that is something that we haven't seen in the modern series, uh, other than, say, maybe Father's Day, where we're dealing with history. And even in in Father's Day, we're dealing with a personal history rather than a, a, a larger societal history.
0: Yes, I mean, you know, the Moffat Capaldi doctor, you know, went and found racists and punched them.
1: Right. Rather than fictional racist.
0: <laughs> Unreal uh, fictional. Well these are also these are also relatively True. fictional people. These are
1: archetypal um, characters for this drama within an historical
0: fact I suppose right. so you can't really go and punch the sectarian tensions between Hindu and Muslim in 1947. Because that would be you'd you'd be punching a lot of people. I mean, we are getting to to be difficult territory here, you know. Because if the Doctor flies around the universe, you know, helping people and you know stopping horrible things from happening, he/she has done a really, really bad job at stopping horrible, right. th- horrible things from happening on Earth. Right. Unless you count that the only thing that only horrible things the Doctor stops happening on Earth are things to do with aliens. Right. Because, um, you know, Which is why even she... when we go back and, and kill Hitler, we kind of do it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and we certainly don't do anything about the Holocaust when we kill Hitler. Right.
1: Right. Well, I think that's why she was saying she's meddling only a little bit because there's aliens, because there we have the, the demons here. So she's non interventionist when it 's human history, but it kind of stems into the the idea from pyramids and Mars, where you get to these junctures uh, Russell T. Davis called these fixed points yeah. that if you want to get back to where you started, you have to let history happen the way it it happened, otherwise you we saw in that scene um, traveling through the TARDIS, I think, at the start of Rosa, where we see the multiple time stream paths in the vortex, where it's it's not just one tunnel. We have all these offshoots and whatnot. Right. So if we want to return to the present day, where Yaz is living in um, Park Hill with, and having a birthday party, birthday celebration for her grandma... You have to follow this course of history. So it's like the Sound of Thunder of the Ray Bradbury, Ray Bradbury story, yeah. where stepping on the butterfly, the butterfly effect, if you change history, it can have un- unspeakable consequences. So that's why the doctor's treading wants to tread so lightly. That's why she warns Yaz so much that you, we have to tread very lightly here because you don't want to cease to exist. So... It's a very interesting take on time travel, and it explains why, uh, well, it explains the fixed points, why there's fixed points. Well, there's fixed points is because you want to get back to where you started, or you want to be able to (laughs) follow history. Which, yeah, which
0: which then starts to imply that fixed points are relative, so, you know. They are. I would agree with that. Yeah, you know, the, the fixed point is only important if it involves you. Right. Um, which I guess, yeah, you know, I guess that kind of works as a theory of time travel. Um, I, I just think we're on really not dodgy conceptual ground, but certainly uh, the, the dangers of inconsistency over the span of 10 episodes of season 11, if this mm. is how we're addressing time travel, are great. Um, right. And obviously, the Doctor, Doctor Who, is a wildly inconsistent show. I mean, there isn't, mm-hmm. there, there is no co- continuity. And we've right. already talked about that before. Talked about, talked about that before. But it has been edging towards, you know, various theories of time travel, right. of which this isn't really one of them historically for the show, which is fine. But I, again, I think it maybe starts to constrain your ability to do much. And I think that's what's maybe worrying me a little bit is that, as you pointed out, the Doctor isn't really doing anything here.
1: For the most part, I'm not sure she's done a lot throughout Series 11. Yeah. The places where she's had an impact, let's just even look at last week, are, are all futuristic, all very fictional settings. We aren't seeing an impact in the two historical episodes. Yeah. And then where we have the contemporary episode of the Arachnids in the UK, we leave a lot of loose ends hanging or loose web strands with the spiders in Park Hill, what happened to them and that that type of stuff. And I mean, if we want to touch on plot holes, I think there have been some plot holes here like how Hasna, who was I think that was Um, Umbreem's mother. Right. She prepared the body of Bhakti, the the shaman or the the holy man. Yeah. How could they not notice the bullet hole when they prepared him? That to me was kind of a, a left unsaid. And I don't know much about death rituals, but to me if you were shot to the point where you're dead no matter how it's, it's, little, be a hole somewhere. Yeah. How little you touch a body or whatnot, you're gonna see blood and you're gonna see uh, the bullet wound. Yeah. The other bit that I just wonder, if we talk about series consistency overall, the moments before death are really getting crowded. We have Missy there uploading you to her matrix to turn you all into Cybermen. We have the Teselecta that will visit you if you're a bad person right before you're died, so you punish. And then we have Testimony, which we had in yep. Twice Upon a Time, which will uh, take your testimony and record your life. So I don't mind that, but it seems like this is an area that is very, uh, of very great interest to modern Doctor Who writers that what is this moment at death? What does it mean?
0: I mean, it, it, I mean, I guess it's part of telling you know a big story. And again, my my concern is, you know, the bigger the stories you tell, mm-hmm. I okay, we've settled now. What happens to you just before you die? <laughs> oh no, we haven't. There's something else that happens to you right. just before you die. Oh, and there's another thing that happens. Right. To you. The more you try and do something that's universal and huge is a big story the more you cut off your ability to do something else with that sometime in the future. Um, And I mean, to go back to your earlier point, uh, you know, the inactivity during the history of earth prior to 2018 and the activity during the history of the universe post 2018, as we all know, again, is purely relative and, Mm fictionalizes the story completely by saying, okay, we we can do anything we want when it's the inverted commas, pretend future, um, and we can do nothing when it is the actual past. Um, uh, And again, I mean, Moffat and RTD who have kind of tried to tackle those issues, and I think mainly Moffat has, but here we're kind of racing straight back to the early 60s, whereas, you know, the Doctor can do whatever he wants when it's the future, but can't do anything at all in the past, right. which is said, it fictionalizes the show completely. Because, of course, you know, the future is mm-hmm. someone else's past.
1: Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a troubling trend, but what we're missing from this historical... It's a uh, lack of sophistication.
0: Uh, it's not really a troubling trend. It's a It's a return to a kind of a simpler, a more simplistic view of traveling in time in my opinion
1: well right what i was going to say is i think we're lacking the historical story or the pseudo historical story like the towns of wang chiang where you can fit in a a historical setting and tell a small story in a historical setting that you can change the impact or the pyramid of mars where it is a historical setting but it's a science fiction story Right, right, So right. by doing, this wasn't a celebrity historical, this was a historical event. Right. But we had a celebrity historical where we couldn't change Rosa Parks' timeline and Thankfully, the writers didn't have the doctor inspire Rosa Parks or encourage her to stand up to racism or something which would have been totally offensive. Right. We we have this where we have a major historical event that uh, American viewers know very little about, for example. But there should be some kind of wiggle room, I think, to play out in there, like where we had Volcano Day in the fires of Pompeii, where the doctor could rescue a family or could make right. a difference. Now, I understand, I mean, this is very good writing by Vinay Patel that this is a direct consequences. We have to let Prem die if we want Yaz's timeline with her her future grandfather to meet uh, Umbreem and start a family, move to Sheffield, all that stuff happen. But it's what we've said earlier in this uh, in our commentary on other episodes. It isn't satisfying when the doctor doesn't defeat the big bad. Uh, yeah, Chibnall yeah. as showrunner is asking us to accept a doctor that can walk away from injustice to preserve a form of history an unjust and, form of history and, an unjust form of history it makes sense but it, it it's more disturbing than it is uh triumphant or heartwarming or it's not feel-good television at that point.
0: No, and again, it is. It is a return to a more unsophisticated, right. as, a, as, a, as I said, mm-hmm. form of form of storytelling mm-hmm. where you know um, we can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can change history at, at an earlier period, so we you know we can do things mm-hmm. um, at Pompeii. Um, because no one really cares about Pompeii anymore. anymore We don't have a direct line. They're that, all dead, yeah. right? Well, we can't do anything about 1947 because there's people who are still alive. Which, again, as I said, you know, purely kind of you immediately anchors the show in this is this is fiction. This is not even pretending to be real. Right. Um, this is this is a fictional construct that is that is intimately connected to our own real world and is a fictional version of it. Right. Which is fine, um, but it is it is, it is, a, it is a more, I said, it's a more unsophisticated, more juvenile way of telling stories, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: There's one scene at the very beginning when they were um, chasing after uh, the, the assassins of demons for the first time where um, Ryan, the doctor, and Prem were all going after, and Prem saying he doesn't like it, he's... a. Uh, well, um, going through the forest, traipsing through the forest alongside the British again, looking for the enemy. And he says, now maybe maybe you're the enemy after the mess you've just made in my country, carving up slapdash in six weeks. What, Patel had the doctor's responses saying, yeah, 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 I'll take your notes and I'll pass them along to Mountbatten if I hear him again, which really <laughs> seemed to me pretty condescending. Right, right. And... This is not the response that I would have have expected from the doctor, who knows the what happens in history, and she she isn't going to change it, but she was just it seemed very imperial, and maybe that's what Patel was trying to convey yeah i mean i think the the other
0: thing that implies that you know the doctor's have met. Lord Mountbatten and hasn't done anything about partition. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know she has. She she doesn't just hang around in villages with you know the people who get killed mm-hmm. as part of partition. She also hangs around in the viceroy's palace in Delhi and does bugger all about actually getting Mountbatten to decide to. Well, it wasn't Mount. You know, getting the thing changed. Right. And the reason why she doesn't do anything about getting the thing changed is because the thing is real and can't be changed. Right. Which again is. You know, I'm probably belaboring the point of this at, the, at, mm-hmm. the, at this point in the in the podcast but makes the whole thing just a story right um rather than something that's you know coherently real right uh,
1: well speaking of coherence yes. again ooh, yes this week we have transmats yes i punched the air when they said transmats it's a transmat of course it's a transmats that's what
0: doctor who has
1: and it's sort of like, why isn't there this kind of consistency in this writing? We could have had transmance that last week, we, but we have two. You know, you introduce the concept of transmance or reintroduce the concept of transmance last last week in the uh the nibbler episode right space nibbler mm-hmm. and in this episode we see transmats in action i mean it's a missed opportunity in uh the script editing and of course i mean what's great about transmats
0: is that is that the seeds of um, seeds of death where i think is where we first meet doctor who's mm-hmm. transmat technology um is the most T-MAT. awesome <laughs> to the team. I mean it is the most <laughs> awesome meta transmitting story because it does. It actually logically examines the the effects of matter transmission, which oh, societally, which yes. societally means you, there are no more rockets, there are no right. more spaceships because you just beam people through space, which right. is always what bugged me hugely about Star Trek. Um, <laughs> is that you know, if they've got both transporter technology and replication technology, right? Why do they have? spaceships for a start why do they even have you know doors and i mean why do they have corridors right i mean why can't you just walk from like one room to another room on the other side of the galaxy right why Uh, doors right why why doors you know Mm -hmm. why i mean why why corridors why anything that is that moves you from somewhere to some from some (laughs) one place to somewhere else when all you, I mean, they have a lift on the on mm-hmm. the, the starship. They have a turbo lift. so I mean, why, why not why, teleport? Right? Why not just have a teleporting? Why not just right. have a, t- a teleporting machine? Right. Anyway, whatever. That's just me being irritated about Star Trek.
1: Yeah, in that fictional universe, it must have to do with the energy involved or the risk involved or I something guess. like that. Yeah, so. Who who knows? Anyway. Yeah. yeah so Transmat. It was that we, it was good. We
0: it's good we have Transmat back. Um, the alien. The kind of you know the. Uh, What were the aliens called? They had a funny Uh, alien name. Thrijar. They have another
1: imprint. Uh, T-H-I-J-A-R. So, Thrijar, I think.
0: Right. Okay. They had a funny alien name. I thought they were pretty good. You know, I mean, they stood around in their robes, you know, waving their actually pretty impressive hands around. Right. Um, And I thought their eyes were pretty cool as well. Oh,
1: the hundreds of eyes? Yeah. The hundreds of eyes. Yes.
0: As you pointed out, they are another alien species that does a thing when we die. Right. which means they've got their work cut out for them.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, especially in partition, right? Yeah, especially. Well, that's like, why they're, they're there. there. So especially, The, like the two there. of them are there, there the, to witness all the deaths. Par- all the deaths, yeah. 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 yeah, I think, you know,
0: obviously they've got the entirety of human history, not just in the past, but also in the future as well. So all the other genocides and massacres that we do post-2018, they've also got to stand around and look, look as well, which must be a pretty, a pretty depressing job i would have thought um Mm -hmm. so as long as you don't kind of examine what their job is too closely i thought they were pretty good
1: they were good and the whole idea of witness i think really ties in thematically with the story with the doctor taking yaz back to witness she just really wanted to witness her grandma from afar right but then a little bit later after Yaz kind of leaves the uh, farm dwelling and sits outside, and Graham talks to her. That whole bit of Graham, who I think this was Graham's best best story, is- uh, put that th- put that out there. But him going and talking to Yaz and saying, "I honestly don't know whether any of us know the real truth of our own lives because we're too busy living them from the inside." It, it it ties really well with this idea of witness to history this they're witnessing Umbreem and Prem's marriage they they're there as witnesses but they aren't there as actors more or less they know yeah. they're not to get involved so yeah. thematically it worked really well and just that all four of them knew Prem was going to die and what was going to happen and they shouldn't interfere right and then that very next scene we see ryan and graham helping prem get ready for his wedding and they talk about the violence and i think and i think and i think how bradley walsh had graham respond to prem in that scene is pretty extraordinary so i want to just play that clip now
0: The flowers don't help much. You still look like a schoolboy on manoeuvres. These are the best clothes I have. He look great. No manish. He was out early. I'll be here. Did you hear the noises in the valley during the night? Violence is getting closer. Who's doing this stuff? Ordinary people who've lived here all their lives. Whipped into a frenzy to be part of a mob. There's Nothing worse than when normal people lose their minds. We've lived together for decades, Hindu, Muslim and Sikh. And now we're being told our differences are more important than what unites us. Like we learned nothing in the war. I don't know how we protect people when hatred's coming from all sides. Well, all we can strive to be is good men. And you, Prem, are a good man. I am...
1: So one of the fears I think people had is if the doctor wasn't a male, then we lose a good male role model. But Graham has been outstanding in this series, and I think sometimes it's been a little heavy-handed, heavy but in this episode, I think uh, the acting and the writing combine and it's just a really strong episode for bradley walsh as graham it's i think it's this is this he is the standout performer in this episode i was just about
0: to use the word standout he is he's he's the standout companion of the of the series really um because i do I mean, bradley walsh is doing an excellent a superb job right um uh by now i mean i said there was some wobbles earlier on in, right in, 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 in my opinion in, in, mm-hmm. in the acting but yes um he's doing an amazing job and he's producing some you know the emotion that we that these stories are encouraging us to have um they're all, they're all pretty emotional stories um and he's, he's really beating the other two companions into the ground in terms of providing the right kind of emotional beats for stuff Right and, and being a real character, um, mm-hmm. and this was better for Yaz. Um, right. I mean, I, I, I should, I, what I should have done, I should have gone back and watched Father's Day. Actually, you know, it's like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're giving her a character by taking her back to somewhere. with in, you know, somewhere in some ways a little bit like we did with Rose. Right. Um, uh, Ryan is, I think, still. Still slightly, really unformed. Um, and he didn't have a huge amount to do in this episode, in my opinion, unless he did do something. But well, I, there was, I missed it. But
1: There was a really interesting line that he had when they were inside the spaceship. Right. The doctor says a whole bunch of things. It's something about bowling. A lot of aliens like bowling, blah, blah, blah. And then she says really kind of quickly underneath her breath, I'm talking to cover up my latent worry. Ryan, without missing a beat, says, I know. Got that now. And so I think Ryan is pretty in tune with the Doctor just on what's going on and I would agree with you, even though this was supposed to be Yaz's episode, she still seems kind of lost in it I'm not seeing her with a lot of purpose why she's in there, of course we wouldn't have the story if Yaz wasn't part of the Doctor Who time Team TARDIS, but uh, I think Ryan has had his strong points and his character bits, but Crowded TARDIS, even with 50-minute episodes, really hard to write and make sure that there's stuff going on for all four leads in a story. Maybe someone's going to die. Uh Maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't I'm just are. wondering if uh Bradley Walsh uh Graham's character is uh only going to be series eleven? Could be. I mean, they're doing a lot
0: of traveling. Obviously, with with you know, we're with, with name checking things that they've done that we haven't seen.
1: Yeah, those have always sounded false to me, especially <laughs> so under Chibnall's Chibnall's tenure. We had rain bathing last week, and this week it was Death Eye Turtle armies yeah it just they always did this in the classic series but it didn't seem so fakey yeah it
0: does seem a bit fake i think it's hard for us to envision that this particular team in a turtle army battle of some kind um it's just like really they were doing that we did this in the spider episode you know we were establishing reasons why they were traveling i mean they were good enough reasons they're not really kind of battling turtle reasons though right um you would have thought at that point, Bradley Walsh would be like, well, maybe I've got over my dead wife now. Um, can, you take,
1: <laughs> can you take me back to Sheffield? Right. Thank you.
0: You know, so I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: Well, maybe I'll I'll just ask the question. Yeah. By calling the male guest a lead, Prem, Love. Right. And then the doctor saying, uh, talking about her own faith, where Love in all its forms is the most powerful weapon we have, because Love is hope, and like Hope... Love abides in the face of everything, but then sending out the character named Love out to meet his brother uh, Manish out in the field to stop him from um, invading the house that's in now India. Love isn't the most powerful weapon in this story. (laughs) Love gets gun down. It's the Lee Enfield 303. Oh, hey is the most powerful weapon. Yeah. So, we've seen earlier episodes where the doctor says never carry knives, knives are for idiots, then we see a knife save someone. Next episode, don't use guns, see guns never solve a problem, then Ryan uses a gun to get rid of the bad guy. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of subverting or undermining that what the doctor says. Yeah, and In these you, stories.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, uh, one would have hoped that uh, you know, if, if we are doing like a writers' room, one of the things that writers' room should do is promote a, a, a you know a sense of consistency. But I don't think we're really seeing. Um, and again, by consistency, I'm not meaning continuity. As I right. said, Doctor Who doesn't do doesn't do continuity. Does tend to do consistency, maybe slightly better. At least it should be consistent within one season. Um, right. And you know, we've we've established pretty heavily. The last couple of years of how passionately anti-gun the doctor is um mm-hmm. he or she seems to be slightly ambivalent about guns um sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad depending on who's holding them sometimes good's good sometimes they're bad it depends yeah. who's holding them
1: um sonic sonic use this week again a uh, little bit of a magic wand do effect. not like the sonic use don't like the sonic
0: use it is too mm-hmm. demonstrative there's too much like pointing the sonic and we've already said this you know like a harry potter style wand and i right. don't care for it
1: i did like when it was too many inputs overloaded the sonic and she had to go analog and we saw some good old-fashioned pertwee science experiments in the barn that's true
0: we did we did we also saw a sonic dealing with organic material i guess it's i guess it's kind of done that now yeah, a couple of times. So I guess it can kind of do yeah, it's it's it's
1: no stuff. longer just a doorknob.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I pref- I mean, because I'm old school. A sonic should be held vertically and used that way. A sonic should not be pointed. It's, it's not it's, horizontal.
1: It's it's not a it's not a uh, laser pointer. Not a laser pointer. It
0: is a. It is something you hold horizontal up in the air like your <laughs> thumb when you're when you're thumbing a ride.
1: Well, Whitaker's ergonomic sonic is shaped to be held. You know horizontally so that's, that's that's true. why she's so it's 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 not meant to be held like a a hammer ergonomic sonic indeed yeah uh
0: what did we think of the uh i thought spain was a very, very granada yeah it was a very very effective stand-in for the punjab it's a beautiful um, area yeah also <laughs> i think i mean i think is i mean i've never been to that part of of india or pakistan um, but it is supposed to be gorgeous there. Mm. Um, and it was nice to see that they, they went somewhere equally gorgeous to, to show what a right. lovely place it is. Right. So that was good. I thought that worked well. They should have some <laughs> andograms turn up because they're in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope not. I thought got, yeah.
1: after last week's uh, score, I think Sagan Akinola really did a fine job this week with the scoring. I thought the music was uh, a standout, another standout for... This episode.
0: There was a little bit of burbling around in the background, which I'm I'm finding irritating. But in general, in general, all of the all of the Indian style music worked beautifully, and I especially enjoyed the Doctor Who theme done oh. done done Indian style at the end. I thought that was a yeah. very nice touch.
1: I think it was a really nice touch, and it was a, almost a perfect ending for uh, the Doctor Who episode that we had just seen. Yes, I mean I had to recognize
0: it was happening. It was. It didn't kind. Of, it wasn't. It wasn't super obvious. Hmm. um okay. and uh, to me cuz i'm you know i'm not very good with music um uh, but w- once i realized what was going on i was like yes yeah
1: rewind listen to that again yeah i think i'm going to close out this episode with that i think it's uh, Definitely. it's a really good good track and yeah. it was uh, like i said a near perfect ending for the, the for this episode you you wouldn't want the throbbing bass that Akinola uh has for the normal closing theme so Definitely it worked not. well Yeah, yeah, No, you're right. The guest cast, I thought, was well on.
0: Yep, very acceptable. I mean, were there any famous people? I didn't see anyone. I didn't see any famous people. Um, I was really hoping, I wasn't really hoping, because that would have been trashy. I was hoping they would have had like a, you know, a a Far Pavilions, Tales of the Raj-style evil British officer should have come stalking on at some point. Hmm. Um, but they, they they avoided that, so that was good.
1: What I'm hoping for is that these aren't one-off episodes. I'm hoping that we'll see more delving into India before partition or early days of Pakistan. So these aren't just a very, very special episodes like Rosa or Demons oh. of the Punjab. That the story palette in Doctor Who has been broadened and expanded. And that these become maybe not commonplace but more uh, more of a well that we can dip dip from more readily, Ooh,
0: you so I would be surprised if we return to nineteen
1: forty seven yeah, but to India for example, or right. to the u s and talk about race or talk about race in any other episode rather than just be a one-off. Yeah,
0: that's laudable. I said, I, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if they actually do that.
1: Well, maybe they'll just bring back some Daleks, which we really would like. You know, I could
0: really do with some Daleks right now. I could really do with some Daleks. I could yeah. really do with some space racists. And what you do with the space racists is you blow them up. Mm-hmm. You don't let them be all racist and then say, well, you have to, we have to let them be racist, otherwise we won't exist. Though I guess that's kind of what we did with Genesis of the Daleks, um, sort of.
1: Well, um, we didn't really change history of Genesis of the Daleks either. Exactly. The Doctor didn't advert their creation. No, he didn't because, you know, from the Daleks comes good in the
0: end. So. Yeah. So um, it's
1: the same sort of thing. So the show can't really change its own history. <laughs> no, it can't. I mean, what, you know,
0: maybe this is a silly idea. I mean, maybe it would be interesting to actually go back a long way back in time and look at racial politics that are not connected to our own era. Um, you know, look at slavery in, I don't know, ancient Egypt or something, or hmm. try and establish that there is actually there are universal evils um that aren't just evil because we have our because in twenty eighteen we have a direct connection to them. Right. But they're evil when they happen a thousand years ago just as, as much as they as they are when they happen now.
1: Do you think there could be more of a chance to affect outcome the further back in history we go? Well, I mean, again, this is this
0: kind of relativity piece for the fixed point, is that is that you can affect the outcome if you feel that there's enough history between you and the event that you can start mucking around with it. Hmm. Um, I don't know.
1: I think Patel is very aware of this because he puts those kind of lines in Manish's uh, mouth where he says, don't you understand what's coming? None of this will make a difference. That The whole the whole episode, the, nothing is going to make a difference. You're in a historical setting. Nothing that the doctor does will make a difference. Now, granted, he's just talking about Prem marrying Umbreem and you know, trying to trying to have a life together, trying to have love wind out, that it won't make a difference. Right. But that's the kind of sophistication I, I found in Patel's writing, that there's so many different layers. One way of looking at that, that's almost a meta-commentary on this whole thing that we've been saying of this fixed point and the historical relativity that we can't change history when it's that close to us.
0: Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are all interesting things to think about. I mean, it's you know, if it's it's thought provoking, maybe yeah. not in the way that maybe it wants to be thought provoking, but it's certainly these these are new things to think about in the context of Doctor Who, right. and in some ways, it's nice, it's it's refreshing to think about these kind of things than to be challenged to work out what the hell Stephen Moffat thinks he's writing about this week, right? So it's it's a different kind of like sorting stuff out that we're doing right now. We're not trying to work out like what the hell just happened. Um, We're more like, what does all this mean? Um, Which is a different kind of thinking, which is nice. You know, it's different. You know, it's 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 refreshing. Um, It is feeling really still a lot to me like Sarah Jane Adventures. You know, I think Mm. the storytelling is more simplistic. Um, The punches are pulled when it comes to. Horror and distress, and and you know, kind of re uh, those kind of effects, those kind of emotions. There's a lot of people running about, right? Uh, and it, I don't know, I'm not saying Sarah Jane's Adventures because the protagonist is a woman, right. um, I'm just saying it just feels more like that, which right. is fine. But I did love Liz Sladen a lot more than I like Jodie Whitaker, so
1: yeah well you met her at a younger age that's true i did meet her <laughs> at a younger age so we'll see we'll see we've still got i
0: mean we've still got four episodes right so you
1: know well five if we include the is it uh, new, new year's, year's day now? yes yeah. new year's day
0: episode yes which i think people are making a lot of fuss about online but i totally buy the explanation is that yeah. they've run out of christmasy things
1: to do really um, the only thing that they have left is going to the nativity and you had mentioned ah, that they will you, never do that you got-
0: you can't change history not one line it's jesus being born it's space, space jesus <laughs> space jesus space jesus he's really he's really a pating um oh dear um so you know that now they're gonna have a whole series of you know doctor who's with new year's day things new Year's, so like it'll be like the drunk aliens or the scottish aliens
1: well it'll be like uh the 1996 uh television movie exactly
0: it's Doctor Who returns to San Francisco in the uh, uh, New Year's Eve in 1996 or whenever it was. Yeah, it was well, it was set in what,
1: 1999 or whatever? 1999, yeah, yeah. perfect, yes. Yeah, so okay. I, I guess the last thing I have is Exotic Sheffield, which is, I think, the joke, you know, the story is set in exotic Punjab. Right. But Umbrim thinks of Sheffield as a very exotic-sounding name. And it was really a nice bit of closure with the full circle. We start at Park Hill, and then we return in Park Hill. And just how she says uh, Sheffield gave her stability, gave her opportunity. Yay, Sheffield. And Sheffield boosterism. Great. I,
0: I, I, I felt that was slightly revisionist. I mean, I, I think for someone who was... Uh, I don't know potentially a refugee well but also someone who was living you know lived through British India you know Sheffield was a big deal she would have heard of Sheffield she would have known about Sheffield Steel um, you know, the propaganda mm. about Sheffield and you know the genius of you know Victorian industry, etc., etc., etc. I think quite possibly it wouldn't have been as exotic as maybe it was being presented. It wasn't um,
1: quite I, as random point on the map. No, I, th-
0: I think Sheffield would have been a known quantity even to someone. Uh, actually, actually, especially especially to someone living in British India.
1: Mm, okay good point i think you would have come across it had you paid attention
0: or maybe you wouldn't i don't know i've never lived in british india because i'm only in my early 50s um rather right. than my late to me, 70s 80s, 80s. 70s. so
1: yeah exactly well 90s probably now well, 90s yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh. anyway uh right there you go then so next week kerblam next week. uh next week's what
0: which which, which, one, which one's next week
1: kerblam Oh, kablam!
0: Yeah, okay, satire of consumerism. Here we come. Okay, let's see what it's Amazon. It's Amazon. Very, very topical. What with HQ two and all that malarkey happening right now.
1: Yep, I guess we'll see. I guess we will. So next week is uh, Thanksgiving week in the US. So our recording might be delayed depending on. uh, Are you traveling?
0: Um, am I traveling? Yes, I'm going to be in delightful Minnesota. Um, so
1: so uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, well, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll certainly watch it.
0: But anyway, happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners, and for those of you who don't listen to our podcast in America, it's just another week to you, which is absolutely fine.
1: Right. Great. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for listening to episode ninety six of the Metabulous Two podcast. I have been talking with Ben, and I have been talking with David. Until next time. Good night. Bye.